Well, it is very exciting to be with you here today, and I want to thank everybody here. This is my home parish. Many of you have known me since I was born, so it's awesome to be able to be here with you today, two days old as a deacon. So, <laughs> And a special thanks to Father Pete, who has been a great role model and an influencer for me, and my uncle, Father Greg Ames, who's taking care of his parents, my grandparents right now. So, And also to my family, but it's hard to express my gratitude in words, so you all know I'm so thankful for everything you do. Do you know why you exist? Do you know why you exist? Now, obviously, that's a really big question. It's a really deep question. In fact, it's so big and it's so deep that it's hard to really even be interesting. I, why do I exist? I don't care. A baby's crying. I have to change a diaper. I have to put food on the table. I have to go to work. I have to do a job. I have to go to school. It's so big and it's so deep that it's hard to crave an answer. I found in my life there's two environments in which that question becomes interesting, in which I find that I'm actually hungry for an answer. The first is a more contemplative environment. What I mean by that is simply the time and space to reflect on the big questions, where you can actually think about yourself walking upon this big, big world and this tiny time frame in this big, huge history of humanity. And you can ask the question, why do I exist? What is the purpose? And the other environment in which that question becomes interesting is in the midst of suffering. Whether that's a bodily pain, spiritual pain, emotional pain, whatever it is, that experience of discomfort doesn't matter how intense it is, but usually it's, it's characterized by a lack of avoidability and a permanence. We think it's going to last forever. And in those moments, those questions can come to the heart as well. Why do I exist? What is my purpose? And even a more sinister one, is there a purpose at all? Is there even a reason? And in the midst of pain, pain is a very interesting thing. It grounds us in the present moment, and that can be very beneficial. That's why a lot of people like to work out, because the discomfort in the body focuses them in the present, in the now, and allows them to forget about the worries and the anxieties that are pressing in on them all day long. But because of that, it's hard to get a bigger perspective in the midst of pain and suffering. So what I would encourage us, myself included, is to spend time maybe today or this week reflecting on the question, why do we exist? And I'm not going to give an exhaustive answer, but I am going to fulfill my duty as a Christian. Our duty as Christians is to point to where the answer might be found. To the cross. To the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. The ascension of Jesus Christ, the feast that we celebrate today, can tell us a lot about why we exist at all. So let's set the scene, right? 43 days ago, we celebrated Easter. And we've been celebrating that, that great mystery of Jesus rising from the dead. For 40 days, Jesus walked with his disciples. He taught them about the kingdom of heaven. And then did what? He left to go where? to sit at the right hand of God the Father, to go back into the loving embrace of the Holy Trinity. And he did that to show us with his actions why we exist. Because our purpose, the reason we exist, is to share in that same life of the Trinity. And now the Trinity can feel really abstract. It can feel very 
uh, you know, hard to grasp, hard to really crave and desire. But we can taste it. We can taste something of what the Trinity is like, what it would be like to live the very life of God. Think about Christmas or a holiday or Thanksgiving or a birthday celebration. Times when we are very intentional about showing our love and receiving the love of others. That deep feeling of contentment, of joy, of fulfillment, that is just the smallest taste of what the life of God is. It is the perfect exchange of love. So when Jesus ascended to the Father, he was telling us, this is where you are going to. Our purpose is to share in the very life of God. But how do we get there? And this is where it becomes more particular. Every human being made in the image and likeness of God is called to share in his divine life. But how? How do we get there? We all have unique paths. In fact, the Lord made each of us so unique that if we do not do what he has called us to do, fulfill the purpose he has made us for, it will not be done. It's a grave responsibility, but it is also an exciting adventure because our lives are meaningful. Each and every one of us has a purpose that God created you for. But how do we discover it? How do we discover what God's will is for us? And when I say what God's will is for us, here's another way of describing that. What is best? What is best? Everybody, everybody wants what is best for themselves and for the ones they love. Everybody, we can agree on that, transcends all religions. We want what is best. So when we say God's will, what is God's will in my life? It means what is best? What is best for me and those I love? And I'm not just talking about the big questions, marriage and ordination. There is no detail too small. The Lord wants every life, every moment of our life, to be filled with purpose and meaning that he created us for. But how? How do we know? How do we know how to raise our kids? How do we know what job to take? How do we know what things to read and to study? How do we know what relationships to invest in? Well, we need to know who we truly are. Who is it that God sees when he looks at you? If we want to see ourselves physically, we look in a mirror. We look in something that reflects back, and we can see what we look like physically. If we want to see our essence, if we want to see the person that God sees when he created us, we have to get so close to him that we see ourselves reflected back in his eyeball. This actually works. Try it after Mass. If you get close enough to someone, you can actually see yourself reflected in their eyeball. And this is, the, this is the image that we can use in prayer, in quiet moments. Yeah, I don't care if it's two minutes a day. Start there. Two minutes, five minutes, an hour. Drawing close to the Lord, so close that we can see ourselves reflected back in his eye. And that's when we know who we are, who we were created to be. So why do we exist? We exist to share in the life of God. And why do you exist? Why do I exist? That's the question that each of us has to answer in that close and intimate encounter with Jesus Christ.